This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello. And welcome to Line Dance Podcast with... Megan Barcelia. And Christopher Gonzalez. We are still continuing our discussions of the Line Dance Marathon, which at this point was... Pretty much a month ago. <laughs> so I have a question. Has this been a marathon of uh, recaps? Hey. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Now we are up to the second, third, third second night of open dance. We did yes. our playlist breakdown for the first night, which was Thursday. Yes. And we are now discussing night number two, which, which was Friday. Friday night. This night was different because we did more workshop reviews. And as I endeavor to not play repeats, uh, we were not in the first couple hours listening to a lot of like the big hit, exciting, can't wait to dance these dances of Thursday and more like, oh, wow. I know that one, but I haven't danced it in a little while, and the choreographer's right here. Like, let's all get through this one together. That was this night. We start with <clears throat> Come Dance With Me, American Kids, Lonely Drum, <laughs> Dip to the Bass. Another thing I'd like to note about this night was that because it was kind of a cold start and it came right after a dinner break instead of demos, the room was empty. Uh, the first few dances were played to a very small group of people filtering in, and I was advised by other experienced folks to play floor fillers because one cannot predict really what the folks who are coming in will know unless it's something that they couldn't help but know, like Lonely Drum or American Kids, which Honestly, I, I was just challenging myself to not play as long as I possibly could, but I saw their logic and figured, well, maybe not too many people will see or judge me for playing these if not many people are in the room. So people got to dance things that they knew. Come Dance With Me, American Kids, Lonely Drum, and Dip to the Bass was a request. Now, I am also wary because I have been advised, and I have you know my own feelings on it, um, I am wary of playing my own dances yes. um, because it can definitely look like you're going on like a power trip and playing things to promote yourself and you're going into business on your own and like all that stuff. And even if my, even if dances that I or um, I and others have request, um, have choreographed are requested, I tend to stay away from those while DJing just so I don't ruffle any feathers. However, again, small room, figured I can get away with it. And I think that dance had actually been requested the previous night as well and I didn't play it. So I figured this would be the time. I also just recorded a little short clip of it because I like, I like that people like that dance. I had a lot of fun choreographing it with Rachel. Uh, sending all the videos back and forth and figuring out what to hit in the music. We actually just danced it on Tuesday, yesterday at Jackson, and it felt good to yeah. dance. I really should teach it more often. <laughs> but then again, there's the other thing of like, oh, but if I teach, if I teach my own dances, am I, am I forcing myself and my dances on others? Am I promoting myself too much? But if you don't teach your dances, there's no guarantee anyone else will. So if, they, if you want people to know them um, and get to enjoy them, because presumably you're not putting out dances that are just horrible, that'll injure people, that they would hate if they ever tried to dance them. Fingers so, crossed. Right, yes. Yeah, like, <laughs> since we're not trying to do that, the assumption is we are putting out dances people will like and enjoy, regardless of who choreographed them. Mm -hmm. And so those are the dances that should be taught in your area so that people can do them and feel the music and all that stuff. So maybe I'll consider doing that, teaching Dip to the Bass a little more. Anyway, after that was Pontoon, Party in the Back. Similar logic of um, small room so I can get away with playing one of my dances that was requested by somebody in the room. And uh, that dance was taught 
by Rosie Maltari. And we did it to the song, I mean, when during the teach, we did it to In the Cool, Cool, Cool of the Evening, Party by Offenbach, and Torback by Moonshine Bandits. I think the one that was most positively received was Torback by Moonshine Bandits. So we, we played that song in the main ballroom. It's an edgy, controversial, questionable move because they use words like and wow, normally you have me say these words. And, I'm impressed. And that one word that rhymes with bass. Oh, <laughs> that okay. That one too, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wouldn't be fast, would it? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, that, that was the... I mean, it really does hit well with that song, I think. So, uh, so we did that one as well. Then we had Sucker, uh, Dem De Go, Tell Your Heart to Beat Again, uh, Blue Ain't Your Color, Electric Church, Chill Factor, Bethlehem Child. A lot of requests, really. Pretty much all of these are, are requests after a certain point because I didn't play a ton of requests the first night and I, I really in, um, did my best to make up for that in the next couple nights. Bethlehem Child, the Havana three-way, uh, that being My Heart is in Havana, Havana Cha, and Havana Unana. Diggin', Make Ya Move, Tiptoe. Oh, I forgot that I played this. Shaking my head. I would have liked to join them on that. Asking questions, The Fighter, Somebody to Love, Wow, Tokyo, Music to My Eyes, Coming Unplugged, Rocket Man, which was a workshop teach, Dance on My Island, which was a workshop teach. I'm pretty sure Hypnotized Cha was requested. But I wrote it, and I think I announced it as a floor split. Because in Sonoma County, we have been dancing Angel and Corona ever since you became aware of it and taught it at Sonoma State Line Dance Club. So since we had Darren, one of the four choreographers of that dance, in the building, um, it was a floor split. Hypnotized Cha, and for whoever knew it, Angel and Corona. Which made me happy. Yeah. Another floor split was Abu Dhabi slash Drop Snap. And Drop Snap was a workshop teach. Abu Dhabi was going to be a workshop teach on Sunday. So understandably, not many people, if any, would know it. But I figured I should announce it just in case. There's always going to be that group of people that the second the step sheet's released or at some other event that it might have been taught at already have access to it and know it. So it's always worth mentioning. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, then we had All Kachi All Night Long, which was floor split with Kachi. And we did have Carrie, Miss Carrie Mouse, uh, there to dance that. 85, she was there for that as well. I was really excited because we recently learned that at club, and I'm so glad you taught it because it's been one of those that, like, I'm like, I should learn this, I should learn this, I should learn this, I should learn this. But it was just one that I just never got around to, and finally you taught it, and I've been having a lot of fun with it. In the last couple like months, and then to be able to dance it next to Carrie made me feel really, really good. Because I love supporting Carrie. Carrie Mouse is an amazing human being, a fun choreographer, and a fun instructor. And I just want the world for her. So mm-hmm. that, yeah. was, that was a lot of fun. I was glad you did that. I'm glad we got her back-to-back there, represented. Then we had Dizzy, Nothing But You, Off the Chain, A Lover's Track. Get Wild, which was a workshop teach. Simply the Best and Taiwan Love, which were also workshop teaches. Then Blessed. Apparently I played the wrong version, but I'll have to look up and find out what the version is because on the step sheet it just says Blessed by Elton John. Um, I guess there's a version that hits the restarts a different way or something. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Luann was kind enough to let me know, so I will hopefully not make that mistake again. Then we had Swing Your Chains, Girl Crush, which I announced as a floor split with Rolling Rhythm because I thought that that should be in people's awareness. Um, I think Girl Crush was what was requested, but for anyone who doesn't know Girl Crush or doesn't remember it like us, Rolling Rhythm is an excellent alternative. So I announced that as a floor split. Then we had Ain't Misbehavin', Strip That Down, just dance and get my soul back, and can't you see? And when you walk in, and in the six, all of which were workshop teaches. Oh, good heavens! Do I wish I took in the six at this 
worked at this opportunity. Mm. It probably would have made my life so much easier mm. than trying to learn it off the step sheet. And you would have gotten a lot of practice with it too. It was played many times. It's a good dance. It's mm. high energy. Uh, it hits nicely in a lot of different places. I thought Joey and Shane did a great job with it. And I've been having a lot of fun in the last week, but I really wish I would have taken it. I think Jesse has described it. Jesse Chan has described it as uh, one of her happy dances. Yes, I can see that. It's, I don't want to say it's bouncy, but it's just because it's got that high energy, you're moving a lot. Mm -hmm. And there's something about the little Applejack section at the end that I absolutely love because, you know, me and my feety bits. Mm -hmm. But um, there's other spots where it's like, I really like how they utilized the three-quarter turning box mm -hmm. and how they, they ended up doing the crossing, crossing, cross, and then behind clap. Mm. Like, that hits so nicely every time. And it's a little bit tricky at first in, the in like, the first eight counts of it. Um, and then getting from the Applejacks into the first eight counts, I have to actually think about where my weight is. But other than that, that's something that's totally learnable. It's just something I'm not used to. Um, but it's it's a fun dance. I'm I'm really looking forward to the more opportunities of dancing that one. And I'm glad I kind of got it on the upswing as opposed to the second round or third round. Um, it's nice to know that like the next event I'll, I go to that this will be played at. I'll I'll have the knowledge and I won't feel behind. Mm. And since people don't always attend workshop teaches and just kind of know what they came in with already, we had some older dances. So after these five workshop dances, we then had the classic Now or Never, Hoot Nanny, Sugar Honey IT, Showstopper, and Taste. And Taste was the last track in my set that ended at 11.06 p.m. and then we went into JP's set. Did you have any thoughts on this first portion of the evening up until Taste? Well, I don't remember you playing Come Dance With Me, American Kids, or Lonely Drum. Mm. So either A, I just really don't remember because I might have been in conversation, or B, I wasn't down there yet. Mm. I do remember dancing Party in the Back... Because I also remember um, dancing Tell Your Heart to Beat Again, which is two songs after that. But the party in the back, I just I have this visualization of like where I was standing on the floor and what I was looking at around me. Um, so I know I was there for party in the back. I don't know if I was there for Dip to the Bass. Hmm. So, um, I do, like I said, I don't remember. Uh I liked the up and down variety of what was going on. This, looking at this, is more of what I would expect to see um, at an event for a playlist. Because it's some familiar dances, it's some workshop dances, it's some old dances, it's some, a lot of new dances, um, and a couple floor splits, like you had mentioned, um, the only difference is like with the floor splits, you've actually announced the floor splits. Whereas in the past, you and I just create the floor split. Mm. So it was definitely different for me. It was a, a completely different experience because I'm so used to these events. You and I just dancing whatever. And you and I floor splitting and you and I dancing. Like for instance, shaking my head next to each other. And, like, I didn't have Jesse there for the first half, and I didn't have you there. So I was like, what is going on right now? This is very weird for me right now. So, fortunately, halfway through shaking my head, Jesse ran onto the floor and was dancing next to me. So I at least got to enjoy that with Jesse. She's a lot of fun to dance that one with if you're willing to shake your head and do quite a bit of hair flipping. Um, I didn't know a lot of the dances. So I think I bounced back and forth a lot this night uh, between this and the all request room, which was Tina's room, because she also asked me if I would come and visit her, and I promised her I would. So, because I don't remember if Tina's room was actually open the first night or not, mm. but I know it was on Friday. 
So I told her, of course, I'd come and see her. So I was I was doing a lot of running around, and I think I actually did more running back and forth between the rooms than like staying in one room and dancing a bunch. So um, I did appreciate that like some more workshop teaches got thrown in there. It gets a little tricky on like how do you balance the workshop teaches. I think it could have been a little bit better if there was a workshop teach and then like four or five regular dances and then another workshop teach and then four or five regular dances. And so it was like mixed in a little bit more. So then there's more less of the opportunity of people sitting out mm-hmm. because having four workshop teaches maybe back to back that guarantees well, I guess I can't say guarantee because depending on when they were taught during the day, but there's a higher chance that those will conflict with each other. Hmm. Um, like if they were taught, if the they were taught hour. at the same hour, there's going to be a chance of having less people on the floor. Mm-hmm. So maybe even if you did a couple back to back, wouldn't be so bad. Like you did uh, simply the best and Taiwan love back to back. So that's not too bad, mm-hmm. but. That's just an, something that I was I was thinking. Yeah, I think that chunk was the biggest chunk. I yes. did play, if I've counted correctly, 12, uh, which is more than, I think, the previous day I had done like four, three or four, and that was because somebody said something like, you need to play more workshop teaching. Like, okay, I'll do that. So I think I did 12 out of a total of something like close to 55 uh, total dances. So almost a third of the set was reviewing... Yeah. workshop dances and um, hopefully somebody got something out of that right I, I think also what it helps do is it, it having that many even if it's you know unfortunate for the people who didn't take those lessons maybe it pushes them into the other rooms like well I don't know the next five dances I don't know anything about these all request or beginner rooms. Maybe I'll give them a chance today. And then they go and they find out Tina's amazing and they have a lot of fun. Right. But they might never go and have that opportunity if they are constantly uh, being grabbed by dances in the main ballroom. So some of my thoughts also kind of building on the whole workshop and playing them, how many you play back to back or when you should start playing them. I definitely think giving it a little bit of time. So... If, for instance, open dance starts at 7 or 7.30, I would probably wait till closer to like 8.30, 9 o'clock before I would play my first workshop dance. Mm-hmm. Only because chances are people are just getting back from dinner. They still want to get ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like I would wait till a little bit later mm-hmm. to at least start them. And for me, I probably would even have thrown on them permitting the choreographer was in or I guess I should rephrase at least the instructor of the lesson Mm -hmm. is in the room Mm -hmm. or the choreographer of the dance in case like for instance uh, Joey and Shane did in the six as long as one of them is in the room Mm -hmm. I would prefer both of them Mm -hmm. but as long as one of them is I know that they'd be able to lead it Mm -hmm. and not have too much of a problem but I also know that there's certain ways that people call things or remind you on the floor that if that's how they called it in the lesson, it helps. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably do that. And I would probably actually would have done more of the workshop dances, even if they weren't necessarily requested. Mm. Only because chances are people are like scared to request it or they don't remember that they took the lesson or they can't remember what it was called because they took six that day or something, you know, and this way it gives more people the opportunity to go out there and it's, it's hard because it's limited time. It's a very time sensitive night regardless. So you have to do what you can. But, um, I would probably, like I said, have definitely thrown in, uh, more of the, workshops themselves but space them out a little bit more Hmm. but i don't know it's it's hard people are gonna people want to dance what they know but people also want to practice what they don't if that they just learned but i figure most people are not me in the sense that i think this was one of the first events in like a year that i took several classes of Mm. So I took more lessons this time around 
and I would have I would have enjoyed getting more opportunities to practice those since I actually took those lessons mm -hmm. and I personally did not get as much opportunity as some of the others so um, with that said I thought you did a pretty good job of getting a lot of them in there first night mm -hmm. but as well as you have to consider the fact that there's two DJs and you're going to switch. Hopefully at a certain point when you switch, the other DJ is still willing to play some of the workshop dances mm -hmm. uh, before everybody goes to bed. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, the next night, it's not like you can really push these off on an event like Marathon because mm -hmm. the dances aren't retaught the way they are in, say, like Vegas. Mm -hmm. So you don't get really another opportunity to play some of the workshop dances that you missed because mm -hmm. then you have a whole nother day of workshop to play the following night. Right. So. Yeah. If, if we assume, just like looking at the math of it, I pulled up the, the schedule for marathon. If you just completely disregard the beginner and improver room. Yes. And only play the intermediate and advanced dances in the main ballroom, which some people would disagree with. Um, that would be at least 21 dances because they, they did teach us for seven hours from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. with no lunch break in three different ballrooms. So you'd have 21 lessons, and some of yeah. these are doubled up. There are some where they would teach two, let's say, improver dances in the same ballroom, um, but it's in one of the main ballrooms. So that's 21 dances taught in one day. Right. And everyone, of course, wants their dance to be the one that's taught or uh, played yeah. uh, after having been taught that day. And, you know, dancers want to dance ones that they learned earlier so they can review. 21 dances would be uh, at least three minutes a song, at least one hour. Yep. And a night of open dance where people tend to go to sleep. Let's say they go to sleep at 11, 11 p.m. And then the late night people start coming out. Uh, Maybe they show up by 8, but probably not. They're probably going to come late, like 9. Um, That's basically two hours. Yeah, so two hours, one full hour of which would be every class's uh, teach. You'd just be alternating back and forth. Uh, one workshop teach, one not for... 9 to 11. Well, that's also why, for instance, that that um, that cheat that you had had as a DJ where they had given you the idea of how many people are in the classes. Yes, that was so like, nice. If there's like five people, then chances are I would probably sadly have to not choose that one to play. Right. But if there's like... For instance, 20 people or 25 people in a, in a lesson, I would want to give them that opportunity. So just, it's like as a discretion kind mm. of thing, you definitely want to play the ones that had like 50 people in it for sure. But also, I mean, there were classes where maybe over a hundred people were there, Yeah. but no one requested it. And then you'd have classes that were smaller and they'd be requested all three nights. Right. So do you do repeats and bump that one that had 100 people from being played at all, ever, because no one requested it? Or do you like use your DJ discretion and say, well, 100 people were there, maybe 80 of them are out there right now and just forgot, forgot yeah. to request it. I'll play it and see what happens. Or maybe 100 people really didn't like it and we just don't want it played. Right. Yeah. Well, and I don't know. I looked at it like I put down two requests in the main ballroom. Mm -hmm. I chose two in the main ballroom. Mm -hmm. I also gave Tina two mm -hmm. requests the whole weekend. Mm -hmm. So I only requested four dances myself the whole weekend. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to me to think like, what did other people do? Were there, like, people who wrote down, like, 10 requests? Was there people who didn't write down any? Because for me, I like the idea of being surprised mm -hmm. and see what happens with the DJs. But at the same time, there are, like, for instance, I wanted to make sure Wiser and Older got played. And it was a workshop dance. So I knew if I put it down, it was going to get played because 
by all means, that is my pick of dances of that weekend. And I had a dance taught that weekend. So, you know, there's something to be said about that. Um, And I know that I really, really wanted those dances to be played. That I actually, in my opinion, broke from my normal, which is I don't request anything and actually put them down on paper. So it was it was weird for me to request because I'm normally the host of nights. So I don't really feel like I am allowed to have a say. Mm. And so it was a really weird situation for me to actually be like, wait, I can I, I, I can. I paid to be here. I'm just a person right now. I, I can I can request dances, but I don't want to be greedy. So I'm only going to do like two. Mm. And fortunately, they did get played. I was appreciative of that. But with that said, you know, I was like, that took a lot for me to put them down, put down those two dances. But what about other people? Mm. So I just kind of think about the idea of I would like to offer more of the opportunities of the workshops to be danced or whatever, because that's also how people are going to bring them back to the um to their hometowns to their socials to their dance classes to their instructors and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so more than just like i learned this one dance by shane there's a lot of counts you know Mm -hmm. as opposed to oh i was exposed to burden by shane it was really cool i should really review that Mm -hmm. but because i got to dance it I'm like, okay, I remember the name. I remember some of it. It's really rough, but I remember some of it. So, but that's my opinion. Just doing some mental math again. You mentioned you had four requests total. The whole weekend. The whole weekend. And two, two in the main ballroom. There were several hundred people at this event. So just to give people some perspective on requests and why isn't my request being played? Yes. Well, let's say the night starts on time at That's 8 o'clock. That's a good start. 8 o'clock. And let's say that you just chunk... This is not like a typical playlist by any means, but just take 20 dances that everyone knows. American Kids, Pontoon, Lonely Drum, Shady, Groovy Love, etc. Just take 20 of those dances and just allot that time. Okay, 8 to 9 o'clock. That's when we do all the dances everyone knows. 9 to 10 o'clock. We do all 21 dances, 21 times 3, you know, about an hour. Uh, 9 to 10 o'clock, all the dances that were taught that day. Okay, great. So we we did all the workshop teaches. We did all of the floor filler dances that we're just supposed to do because people like can't stop the feeling and want to dance one of the three dances to it. Um, now you have 10 o'clock until just air quotes the end of the night, whenever that may be, for everyone's requests. This is uh, ignoring the fact that people go to sleep early. Um, if everyone had one request, just one, and there are, let's say, 400 people there. 400 times 3 would be 1,200. And you can get, oh, 20, again, about 20 dances per hour. It would take you five hours just to do 100. So there's your 10 p.m. to 3 a.m. for 100. That's if one in four people have a request, and you alone had two requests. So yes, not everybody even requests dances. They just kind of go with the flow. But imagine, just imagine a world in which everyone had their one request that's very special to them, and they hope it gets played. 400. Yes. (laughs) 400 people just with their one little request, hoping that that one gets played. That would be... Keep in mind, keep in mind, you have... 100% 100% an amazing point. But my two requests were two workshops. 
Oh, yeah. So some people overlap. That's the great thing. Sometimes <laughs> one person's one very important request is Vanatek Cha, and so is the person next to them. Yes. And that's wonderful. When you can get those out of the way... So, like, yeah. Yeah. Then you can make swaths of people happy with a single song. Yes. Like uh, Love Rush. A bunch of people wanted Love Rush. And really a lot of... Maddie was very popular that part, particular weekend. Um, she had a lot of requests on multiple nights of her dances. Um, but there are also you know, people who say they love Gary, but they each love a different Gary dance. Right. And again, if everyone just has their one favorite person on staff dance, how many people were on staff? So many people. Right. So... Since those are not all going to be the same dance per person, again, you know, huge, just massive numbers of possible requests by hundreds of people. Oh, yeah. And one can only hope that uh, the dancers out there understand the number is huge and the DJs do their best. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's sad because, like, sometimes a, a, an obscure dance is great. Like, the dance is great. The It per, hits perfectly. You love the song. But you know that by playing this other dance, it's going to make, like, 80 people happy as opposed to five. So you have to do the one that plays to 80 people, even though they played it yesterday and uh, played it during lunch on another day. Like, yeah, the DJ's job is to keep the floor full. We've had this discussion. I think it's to keep the event memorable and interesting and exciting for great numbers of people, if not everyone. Um, sometimes that means playing the dance that five people are into because it's so cool and shocking and different and amazing to watch that even though you don't know it, you have a good time just watching it. Um, sometimes that's the right call and not playing the repeat of an 80-person people pleaser. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the other thing is how many of them love that dance versus how many of them enjoy that dance versus how many of them just know that dance. Oh, yeah. You could put on Cupid Shuffle and all 400 would know it, but was that anyone's first pick, really? Right? Of three minutes yeah. and some odd seconds? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I definitely... I'm, I'm of the opinion that it is important... To keep the floor full, but it's most important to keep the floor full and happy. Yes, I agree. Not just going through the motions just because everybody knows dance A. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can keep your belly full with unseasoned potatoes, but do you feel good about that? <laughs> like, would you rather have dessert or like... Spaghetti. Yeah. yeah Lasagna. Yeah. Like... <laughs> It, you can you can be full and neutrified and still not be happy with what you have eaten. Exactly. Even if you just have like a little spoonful of caramel, that can be the highlight of your day. But if you're not craving it, like how many people would say that like whipped corn is their <laughs> go-to their highlight? Food. Yeah, like <laughs> you know, it, it filled their belly and they have carbohydrates so they can fulfill their basic life functions. But that's not. Something the that they're going to look back on, and yeah, right, yeah, it's, they're not going to look back on that and say, "What a great meal that was of creamed corn." Right. Yeah. I mean, so, cream corn might have been a bad example because I think I've had it before and it was good. It's like polenta, but um, mm. well, it, it really depends. Disagree. On, yeah. <laughs> cream corn was an adequate example for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think I wouldn't want that for all three meals of the day. Yeah. No. Moving on to JP's set, which is no way like cream corn. <laughs> um, <laughs> We have Apple Juice, which is a workshop teach, and we have Celtic Duo, and Celtic Duo was requested by somebody, and I didn't have the track at the time that they asked, so I'm glad he was able to come in for the save on that. Um, then we had Who's Up All Night, Whatever It Takes, Shady, I Can't Stop, which was a workshop teach, Take Me to the River, Doing the Walk at 11.32pm, Falling Walls, Uphill Battle, Fall So Fast, workshop teach, Tie of My Life, Bikini Body, Naked, Globe... Oh, that seems kind of appropriate. Bikini Body, Naked. <laughs> Globetrotten, Islands in the Stream, Watch the Tempo, Holy, 
Venotek Cha, Taps, which we used to know. Saint sort of. Sort of. Well enough to, <laughs> I was going to say well enough to demo, but even that's not accurate. <laughs> Sanctify My Sins, Wakey Wakey, Secrets We Keep, New Flow, which somehow I missed. I think they were doing Chaos for Kicks in the other room. I never got to do New Flow the entire weekend. Got to teach more people in the area that dance. I like it. Uh, Lie to Me, All I Need to Know. Oh, I got to learn All I Need to Know. I love that song. That was the one uh, Gary did to... Um, the song by Linda Ronstadt and Aaron Neville. Uh, I think the, the track is actually called I Don't Know Much. Might be. Not really sure. After that, we have Pieces, Let It Out, How I Want Ya, Back in Town, Poetry in Motion, Run Me Like a River, Price You Pay, Sweet But Mentally Insane, and I hope that we were in the room to do Psycho for that, uh, by Guyton Mundy and Joel Babinek. Then we had Perfect, Keep It Groovin', Pink Champagne, Break Free Cha, Mates of Soul, Straight to the Castle. Were you in there for Straight to the Castle? Nope. I would like to know how many people knew and Actually did Straight did to it. the Castle. Yeah, because I remember the last time I saw it, it had fewer numbers than at its peak. Yeah, it's definitely lost its massive impact. It's really cool when there's a full floor dancing this dance, but when there's like five people, it's it's almost disappointing because you know what kind of performance piece it could be. Yeah, it's like seeing come alive three years from now with similar numbers. I think there's... It's kind of like video games. Um, sometimes a game will succeed based on just having an interesting new mechanic to it whether or not the storyline is any good or the graphics are any good if there's something new that you can do with your body or um, something that you can control that you couldn't before you'll be interested by it and then you'll explore it for a while and then it'll have to stand on other forms of quality in order to maintain its classic status but at first it's just interesting because for straight to the castle, you haven't dueled before. You haven't gone right. from front wall only. Oh my gosh, we're all facing off. We're gonna hit each other. Uh, oh, but then it's all it's it's fine. Like you don't actually kick each other. Yeah. Hopefully, um, and come alive. You know, same thing. Where it's an interesting mechanic for whoever missed straight to the castle and wanted a peppier song. You're in front most of the time, and then you're facing each other, and like, whoa, this is weird. This is different. And then you go back to facing the front, and then you have the big finish. It's very theatrical, and whether or not you like the song or the movements in most of the dance, just the mechanic of facing each other, unexpected contra, yeah. shakes you out of your usual line dance night, where everyone's looking at the back of everyone else's head, and then you change walls and you're looking at the back of someone else's head. <laughs> um, I would like to see what else can be done in the future with interesting new mechanics, um, I think, didn't Rebecca and Daniel Trapat, somebody, have um, a dance that was like physically interactive? They did like the hand, hand, yes. patty cake looking thing. I don't, I don't remember was the name offhand. Rebecca and Guyton? I thought Daniel Trapat might have been part of it in some way. It could have been Guyton. Yeah, I remember that. I, I remember seeing a video of it a while back. I, I know I remember seeing Rebecca, and I know at one point we had talked about learning it with Rachel and Lisa mm. and being you and me being partners and them being partners so that we could do it, and then mm -hmm. just neither neither partner group did it. Mm -hmm. Wiggle Wop, I remember, was another uh, interesting mechanic sort of dance, and... I remember watching a video of it. People looked like they were having fun with it. It was kind of a circle dance, but there was like some other element to it that I don't remember. Sometimes these things happen where it's new and it shakes you out of your usual concept of line dance, but unfortunately, because it's so new and different, it doesn't always take off. Right. Or it doesn't always last beyond that event. So the people at the event have a great time with it. Um, and then anyone who missed it doesn't teach it back home, so it doesn't go anywhere. Uh, there's one, I think, called Coolio, 
by Rachel that's a circle dance. I think it's a circle dance. And you like kind of move around your partner for a little while. Okay. And I don't remember whether you change partners and then start again or if you move with your partner around in the circle. But it's another one. It looks interesting, but you really have to get a lot of people on board in order for it to have the full effect. And also the song has to hold up. I think that that song does, but that's not always guaranteed with new mechanic type dances. True. Moving on from Straight to the Castle, we have Leave a Light On, Tell Me All the Ways, Vampire City, Bound to You, Break the Internet, Calm Down Buddies, Whip It, Soul Food, Just a Phase, Have Fun Go Mad, Coochie Bang Bang, I wish I could have been in the room for that one, Uh, We Love It, Helium, Spiderweb, I think I ran into the room for Spiderweb. Probably. I would not be shocked if you did. I think I told Brenna I came in just so that I could dance that because <laughs> I totally did. Uh, then we had no drama. Ah, I'm so hot, hot, hot. Me. Yeah, I think I recorded part of that. You part. did. Uh, Mbop, Never Love Again, Postcode Envy, I Don't Mind, Filthy, Freaky Skills. Definitely dance that one. Thumbs Up, SXE, dance that one too. Uh, revolution, running, thinking and driving, descarada, which I have yet to learn, but I probably should, faith and desire, get out of the kitchen, which I don't think either of us I really did not brave tried that one. to get back in time. We both learned it. We have not reviewed it. It is so, so many, so many movements, <laughs> but I will not let that go because such is my way. Uh, rock with you, no stress, stroma dance, money maker slash grab your skates, wild wild west, drive me wild, free fallen, and this ended the night at four oh one a.m. All right, so I figured it out. Yes, you were correct that it is Daniel Trapat, Rebecca Lee. And Guillaume Richard. Oh, ho. And the dance is called Like a Riddle. Uh-huh, that makes sense. So, that's that's the one with the hand movements that you interact with a partner. Mm-hmm. Now, back to the rest of the list. Well, the Sunday list is immense. So, I think we will end up getting through Saturday with our 18 minutes remaining. Simply because we don't have the complete list. Yeah, we don't have JP's set. After my set, I uh, exited and I think that was, was that the night I had the nosebleed? Yeah. Um, And I, once I got back, I was just like, ah, you know what? I'll just get the list from him later. A month later, I still don't have the list. So I'll see that um, next time he and I are at an event. Fingers crossed. Hopefully, yes. (laughs) Um, Starting the night. This was... Just kind of the warm-up set after bumper music, and Louie was doing all this. Mama Maria, My Maria, Hello Dolly, Slowly, Gently, Softly, and then the show. Then it moved on to my selections. Kind of. I would have gone with a couple different choices, but under advisement I went with Groovy Love and Lonely Drum. Then we went into Stitches, X's and O's, Boys, which was a workshop teach, Baby Mada, which was a workshop teach, Hand Clap, California, Vanatecha, Gimme Gimme, Levels, Nancy Mulligan, Like I Love You, also known as L-I-L-Y. I liked that one. Workshop Teach. The Show, Workshop Teach. Gypsy in the Night, Fully Clothed, Hourglass, Cake by the Ocean, Dirty Work, which made Jason Takahashi very happy to see because he doesn't get to see it on many playlists. Wiser and Older. Yeah. Get Wild. In the Six. Burden. Yeah. Many workshop teachers there. Lost in Love, which had many requests. That needs to be one that I learn. Mm. I've been putting that in Love Rush off for far too long. Mm. Simply the Best. Power Mix. Italiano. Strip It Down. This Is Us. Satisfied. 
and the bounce. Oh, and then also dance on my roots. Uh, dance to the root, down to the roots, and dance on my island. Both workshop teaches. Works. Whatever it yes. is. <laughs> and then it was JP's set from there. As mentioned, the next day has three columns worth of dances. And we have 15 minutes left. Yeah, we, we will definitely be uh, going over that on a different day. Because I want to make sure that that has adequate time because that was a fun experience for a lot of people. There was a lot of videos that night and there is something to be said and I'm just going to lead into it so that people can hear it about flying out on Monday. Hmm. There is something to be said about giving yourself that full extra day to hang out with people to wrap up the event, especially if the event has an option of later dancing and hanging out like Marathon's Pizza Party. It's rare. Um, I had so much fun at that. It makes me really regret any other time I have flown out on a Sunday because I could have been talking with people or even just relaxing and reviewing dances or, you know, just... Hanging out, it just, I mean, there's so much you can do after an event with people who are still around, as well as just really taking that moment to enjoy and reflect. I, I think from now on, I'm really going to push to fly out on Mondays. Mm -hmm. So I think that's going to be kind of a unwritten rule. Mm. Because obviously, sometimes it's unavoidable. Mm -hmm. But I also find that flights are cheaper on Monday. Mm. So, now looking over Saturday's, or Saturday's list. Yep. So, I remember coming in pretty much during Mama Maria. Mm -hmm. And I had the knowledge of why that was, why that's a go-to dance for people. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of smiled at that. And then my Maria, you recently taught to club. So I knew that one. So I was excited about that. And then, of course, I love Hello, Dolly. So that was cool. Um, we got to dance slowly, gently, softly for the first time since learning it with Gary. That's true. That's the first time since we learned this dance we got to dance it with Gary. So that was cool. Wow. Yeah, it's been like two years, hmm. I think, just about. Because hmm. I know, I definitely know we learned it at Pike's Peak. Mm -hmm. I just don't remember if we learned it the first year at Pike's Peak or the second year at Pike's Peak. Hmm. But. Right, and we didn't see him in New York because he got sick. Yeah, unfortunately. But fortunately, Maggie G., the awesome, awesome woman she is, mm -hmm. filled in for him. So, um. Now, this is something to be said, and I was told I'm going to enjoy the show hmm. at Line Dance Marathon. That Scott really puts a lot of work and a lot of thought into it. Oh, I thought you meant the show, like the Line Dance, oh. the show. <laughs> no. Um, and so I was absolutely taken away on this fun journey watching these amazing talented people acting with their voiceovers and then doing their dancing and coming up with their their dances like I I'm sure I went over it in one of the reflection episodes you you don't want to miss the showdown performance you just don't it, showdown sorry like did I write showdown? You don't wrote I showdown. Did. I was reading off the paper. My apologies. I meant marathon. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think Jason pointed that out when I sent him the, the playlists oh. that uh, I was so frazzled yes. on Saturday night with all of what was going on that uh, somehow I wrote down showdown on the, See, only that one night. Only that one night. Okay. Um, so, backtracking. Mm -hmm. The marathon play uh, show, that's part of it too. The marathon show is a must-see. Mm. Um, I also heard that this was 
one of the best shows. Hmm. So that was a big review from a lot of people who have been going for years. So I was very glad that I got such a top-notch performance. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Now, from a DJ standpoint and a dancer standpoint, you don't think about stretching. Mm. You really don't as a dancer. You hear your song, you go running to the floor and you're dancing. Mm. And chances are you're going to dance a couple in a row before stretching. So I find it interesting that we did some easy, low impact dances so that people aren't getting sweaty right before they sit down for the show, Mm. which I think is really smart. Because you don't want people getting sweaty and then sitting down and then getting cold. Mm -hmm. You also, when you bring them back out on the floor, don't want to just throw the hardest possible dance at them because they've just been sitting for an extended period of time. So you want to kind of ease them in. So it makes sense to have some fun energy levels, but not high impact. So I thought that was a really smart move of doing... The level of groovy love and lonely drum. However, I am of a similar opinion. If they've already been played, there are other dances that could also work for that. So maybe switching it up a little bit. But the other thing is you want to make sure you get the most amount of people out there too. So you should, we should, as DJs, we should really be looking at what dances fall in the category of groovy love and lonely drum. Swamp thing. Like, and just build a total toolbox of just that level dances that we can be like, okay, tons of people know this one. Tons of people know that one. Tons of people know this one. So if we play one or two of those back to back, we're going to get the majority of the room dancing and warmed up. Mm-hmm. So I think just like how we had talked about uh, finding a solution for uh, Redneck Angel. Hmm. And After Party. And After Party. In SoCal. I, for our uh, SoCal dancers. I think that might be another thing that we look into is like, what are good warm-up bumper dances that we can throw on so that we don't have too many repeats? And what are good like floor filler improver level fun dances that majority of people know as well. I think those are two really good uh, projects that we can work on on the side. Fortunately, I just so happen to have a binder full (laughs) of all of the playlists from every event that we have attended since like 2015, 2016. Yes. Except for that one Vegas one I didn't. (laughs) And uh, apparently JP's set for this. Right. I take very few breaks in making those playlists. True. Um, It's certainly easier when you have stuff like the DJ feed and you're in another room because you can stay in that other room and still write down what's being played Mm -hmm. until they do crazy things. Like, I think this was the night, Saturday night, was the night where they were like, for Madison, for Guillaume, for Joey. And it was funny because I was, I was standing near Joey when it says uh, surprise for Joey or something like that. And a few people were like, surprise for Joey. And Joey and I simultaneously were like, watermelon crawl. <laughs> like, we know that's Joey's dance. So it was funny. Madison was dance ranch romp, I believe. Yes. Um... There was a triple M bop surprise with uh, the low. song switch for low. Shorty guy, low, low, yeah. low, low. I don't low, remember low. what else. There was a couple other ones. Cowboy Up by Shannon Finnegan. Yes. Do you remember who that was for? Shovel. I do not. I don't. That yeah. was that was a surprise. Yeah, I remember that was somebody's surprise. Yeah. And so I was like, because I remember like running on the floor halfway through it because I was like, oh, I'm coming from another room and I hear it and I know this one. So um, I just taught that to a couple of our local people. And I think I should teach that more. (laughs) That and Swamp Thing (laughs) and and others. Uh, I just actually heard a song today that I think would work well for Turbo Twang and it's country and there aren't a ton of dances for it. So 
classics. Classics should, I think, stay on people's minds. And if you know of any, you should send them just linedancepodcast at gmail.com. I might have an idea for the Thursday that we fill in for Jeff. Ho, ho. Hmm. Hmm. Switching it up a little bit. Okay. So, yeah. If anyone is in Sonoma County on Thursdays, I recommend Twin Oaks Roadhouse in Pengrove on first and third Thursdays. And in Marin County, Hot Monk Tavern in Novato on second and fourth Thursdays. If you are listening from the UK, this will be completely irrelevant to you. <laughs> Unless but... you come to visit us sometime, hint, age, no Dutch. Yeah, please do. Um, and you are probably, if you are in the UK, listening to this on LionDancerRadio.com. That is a Lion Dancer uh, with a hyphen radio.com. And we thank you for tuning in from there. Uh, if you are outside the UK, you may also be listening to this <laughs> on LionDancer-Radio.com. Or maybe you're listening to this from LionDancePodcast.com or anywhere that you get your podcasts. Which I highly recommend if you are listening to us from Line Dance Podcast to check out Line Dancer Radio. They have a lot of great, great programs with a lot of amazing music. And it's a lot of fun hearing your favorite tracks all day long and they have music going all day long even when there's not scheduled programming so it's definitely something to check out if you have not done so yet and if you are 56 minutes into this podcast a podcast listener by chance (laughs) somebody who enjoys listening to podcasts i'd recommend that you check out the country soul podcast that is country with uh, soul spelled S-O-L-E because it's a pun. (laughs) Uh, Country Soul podcast used to be on SoundCloud and now I think uh, he has it on Spotify. Super legit. Uh, Byron Roberson, also known as BJ, I think it's Byron James, he talks about life in the country dance scene. Not limited to line dance, but... uh, also inclusive of partner dancing Mm -hmm. like country swing and two-step yep yep uh domains in which we have limited experience for now (laughs) although you you've been doing a lot of independent study in the partner dance field lately i have i i've definitely taken the opportunities that have been presenting themselves more frequently to get more two-step to get more of the country swing and I'm now even getting more of the West Coast. So I'm really excited about West Coast because mm. I do know I remember listening to your interview with Rachel McEnany White and she actually recommended list, learning a different dance style and she recommended West Coast specifically because that's what she had she had used um, to better your dancing all around. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely excited that I'm finally in a position that that is an option for me. Since we still have another minute and 15 seconds, maybe two minutes and 15 seconds, uh, and we don't really have necessarily a full reflection episode on this, we did go to Jackson in San Francisco on Tuesday, and we threw out a few requests that we thought would be of interest for folks to see and maybe learn. And those included of the eight that were played, Pump It, Bring It, JR Drop, AK Freak, Shake In My Head, Have Fun Go Mad to Shake That by Eminem and Nate Dog, Feed the Fetish, and Chase That Dollar. And among dances that were not played that maybe we'll get around to next time, there were Stomp Your Feet, Faded, Cadillac Ride, Party in the Back to Tore Back by Moonshine Bandits, New Flow, Kissing Strangers, and Domino. And maybe also SXE and Give It Back, if, if those feel like they're of the vibe of the night. I would definitely go back again on a Tuesday. Um, I thought it was... I mean, it was, it was a small floor, uh, as, as Jackson tends to be, but it felt bigger because there were so few people there. And I had a great time dancing these dances with you since you're the only person who knows any of them anywhere and we can't get them played at wine country or events or club so getting those back in my body and out of my system i think was needed and i appreciate you for having been there to dance them with me i wholeheartedly agree i had so much fun on tuesday 
And originally, it was just going to be me. And I was just going to go and surprise everybody. But then I was given the option of inviting you. And I went, okay, awesome. That means I'm going to have more dances that I enjoy that I hardly ever get to dance. Because the whole point of me going there was to show them some dances that they could potentially learn. All right. Well, for Line Dance Podcast, this has been... Megan Barcelia. And Christopher Gonzalez. We thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, we will see see you on on the the dance dance floor. floor.